On today's episode, I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions. Welcome to the Reinvent Your Health Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Kester. I'm a husband of over 25 years, a father of two boys, a certified transformational nutrition coach, and a health, fitness, and personal development junkie. In late 2019, I decided I wanted to make some major life changes, starting with my physical health. I started changing what I was eating, I joined a gym, and lost 35 pounds. I decided I wanted to help others, so I got certified as a transformational nutrition coach. This podcast is about sharing my transformation journey and helping others that want to transform their lives as well. So, if you are ready to make some major life changes and reinvent your health, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining me. First off, welcome back to Season 2 of the Reinvent Your Health Podcast. I'm really excited to be bringing you more content that will inspire and educate and also assist you in the transformation journey. I appreciate you joining me today. So we're going to talk about the main reason why when I go to the gym for the next month or so, it's going to be packed, and that is New Year's resolutions. So what are New Year's resolutions and where do they come from? So New Year's resolutions originally started with the ancient Babylonians about 4,000 years ago. They were the ones that held some of the first celebrations to bring in the new year, but their new year was not in January, it was mid-March when crops were planted. They had a 12-day religious festival known as Akitu, where they made promises to the gods to repay their debts and return items that they had borrowed. If they kept their words to the gods, the gods would bestow favors on them in the coming year. So this is really the forerunner of the modern New Year's resolution. So in 46 BC, Julius Caesar declared January 1st as the start of the new year. So January was named for the god Janus, which is a two-faced god whose spirit inhabited doorways and arches. So January had a special significance for the Romans. They believed that Janus symbolically looked backward into the previous year and ahead into the future. So the Romans offered sacrifices to the deity and made promises of good conduct for the coming year. So in essence, resolutions are looking back at the year before, just looking at what you could do better, and then looking at the year ahead, thinking about where you want to go. So why am I waiting until January to talk about New Year's resolutions? Because it's about right now to where you're realizing that the resolutions you made of running 40 miles a day, eliminating all carbs, learning five new languages, and building the home of your dreams from scratch using toothpicks is a little unrealistic. And you're just wondering, what the hell was I thinking? So according to studies, 41% of Americans make New Year's resolutions. But of those 41%, only 9% are successful in keeping them. So why is that? One of the reasons it's hard to keep New Year's resolutions is because you made these resolutions in December when you were all high on sugar and Christmas spirit and you've been watching Hallmark movies and everything turns out magical. And now it's the first of the year, time to actually put all that action into place, and, and you realize you might have overshot a little bit. 
Another reason you can often not keep New Year's resolutions is because you spent too much time looking at the previous year, feeling guilty about what you didn't do. So then you try to overcompensate with way too many things in the, in the next year. So the combination of spending too much time looking at the year before and feeling bad about that and then overshooting and, and, and creating too lofty of resolutions can really set yourself up for failure. A study was conducted and it was determined that the most popular day to throw in the towel was January 19th, which is also known as Quitter's Day. So this being January 4th, there's still time to turn this ship around. So the way I approach New Year's resolutions is more of setting goals. And I look at the future. So I look at December of 2023. And I think to myself, when it becomes December 2023, what would need to happen or who I who would I need to become to where I can say 2023 was a success? So once I determine where I want to be in December 2023, then I can plan my year and work backwards to determine what I need to do each month to accomplish that. So I I cut it down into individual month goals. So there's things that I need to accomplish in January, February, March, and so on in order to get where I want to be by December of 23. It also helps to where You're not looking at such a huge goal where you're just looking at a smaller broken down goal, which is easier to digest. So let's say, for example, that your resolution or your goal for 23 is to lose weight, which health goals happen to be the number one resolution that people make. So let's just say that for 2023, you want to lose 60 pounds. I chose 60 because it's easy math. So... You take that 60 pounds, you break it out per month, and that's five pounds a month. So then you're just saying, in January, I'm going to lose five pounds in January. Another way that breaking this down helps is that if you have a goal to lose 60 pounds and you just have it for the entire year and all you have is that year-end goal, you can tend to lose sight of it because it's so far away and you can tend to not get started right away. So then you get behind and say you have lost zero pounds by June. Now you have to try to lose 60 pounds in six months, which is a lot harder. So being able to break it down into that month by month goal allows you to to see, am I on track or not to be where I want to be come December? So then when it comes to your monthly goals and where you want to be each month, you got to then start thinking about, what do I need to do each month to accomplish this? What habits habits do I need to create? And that's another challenge with New Year's resolutions. A lot of times people will be like, you know, I'm going to go to gym six days a week and they've never went to the gym at all in 2022. And so you can ramp this up. So instead of breaking that 60 pounds up into even five months or even five pounds a month, you can break it down to maybe two or three pounds the, the, the first couple months and ramp it up some. But then also when you're talking about going to the gym, again, if you're not used to going to the gym at all and you're you're trying to say, I want to go to the gym six days a week, that might be unrealistic and it might be a shock to the system. There's an old story or saying or wise tell or whatever it is that uh, 
if you put a uh, if you put a frog in boiling water, he'll jump out. But if you put a frog in water and let it gradually come to boil, that he will stay in there and boil to death. And sometimes those uh, major resolutions can have the same effect on you. If you're not used to working out at all and you say, I'm going to start working out six days a week, it's a shock to the system and you're going to you're going to want to run away from it. You're going to want to quit. So that's why you can gradually increase those and say, I'm going to do two, two gym uh, visits a week and that's it. And then I'm going to just do that for January. Two visits a week for January and then February, I'm going to make it three. And maybe you do that for February and March, three, and then you ramp it up and you ramp it up and you build up to the person that you want to be instead of just trying to shock the system and do everything at once. And you can do this with multiple different goals. Like I have a uh, a, a goal to read so many books a year uh, and I've broken it out to where, what I want to read each month. Now I have some months where I have other goals that kind of conflict with reading. So I might not have a single book that month, but then other months I have maybe two books a month. So you just kind of look at your year as a whole and all your goals together and decide how you're going to break down each month. So when it comes to New Year's resolutions or goals or just better habits, uh, it doesn't matter what you call it, just as long as you're trying to better yourself and you're working towards something. And also not to try to Bite out, bite off more than you can chew and overwhelm yourself. It's to gradually get into it, gradually start ramping it up, and gradually start becoming the person that you want to be. And if you do it that way, you'll 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 realize that by the time you get into October and, and November, you'll just be a completely different person. So just having that having that ramp up period and not overwhelming yourself is is hugely important when it comes to resolutions or goals. So one of the things I want to do differently in this season of the podcast is at the end of every single episode, I want to have a challenge or a call to action. And what I want to do for this episode is that I want to challenge you to think about December of 2023 and write down at least two things that need to happen for you to consider 2023 a success and then start moving backwards towards how you can break that up into each month. So I've posted a social media post on both Facebook and Instagram about this podcast. I would love to hear what your uh, your 2023 goals would be. And so if you get a chance, go over to Facebook at Kester Health or go to Instagram at Kester underscore health and leave me a comment under this uh, episode's uh, post and tell me what your goals are. I'd love to hear about them. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. And if you like this episode, please subscribe, leave a positive review, and share it with someone. And again, you can follow me over on Facebook at Kester Health or on Instagram at Kester underscore health. And if you're interested in coaching, please visit my coaching website at KesterHealth.com.